Well, good morning, good afternoon, a good evening world. I am Reverend Adrian L. Robinson II, a.k.a. Rev Rob, a.k.a. Pastor Rob, a.k.a. whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me late for dinner because it's right around lunchtime and I'm getting pretty hungry. Friends, this is Deeper in the Word. The show where we give you the real about scripture with people who actually know and understand it so that you can get a better grasp of what certain things in the Bible mean, how they relate to your life and experience, and how you, yes you, can apply something that was written so long ago to what you are going through right now. What's up everybody? Welcome back to another fun-filled, fantabulous week here at this little old show that we call Deeper in the Words. And friends, it is guest time today. Y'all know I love when we have special guests because they always drop such incredible insight on us. Amen. And today we are thrilled to have a special guest back on our platform. And at this point, we pretty much just consider him a member of the Global Church Body Alliance family. He's family at this point because previously he graciously appeared on our television show known as Walk in the Word with Benevolent Faith Ministries on our very own television network, Benevolent Faith Television, or BFTV. He appeared on there to discuss a topic somewhat unique to Christian audiences. That's the topic of civil disobedience. Now, for those of y'all unfamiliar, in a nutshell, civil disobedience is when you protest against something, but you typically do it without resorting to violence, okay? Now, sometimes it resorts to violence, but then it turns into something else, okay? And the whole point of even engaging in civil disobedience in the first place is to force some type of compromises or other agreement between someone or something in power and those without power. Now, we're followers of Christ, though. We always do things differently. We don't behave like the world. So what are we supposed to do? When man-made laws that we're supposed to follow come in conflict with the laws of the Lord, what do we do when our mandate to follow what God has instructed us to do clashes with what mankind and its laws are commanding us to do? Well, friends, that's the premise behind today's episode. And the title of today's episode, as we speak from the subject, is to comply or not to comply? That is the question. Whether it's noble in the mind. Oh, sorry. Had a flashback to English class in 12th grade. But we've seen this in the Bible. And we're going to get into this. We've seen biblical precedents for incidents where Christians take a stand against man-made mandates because of how those mandates conflicted with those of God, no matter what the cost were, cost was, for them taking a stand. Quite frankly, y'all, we should have that same sensibility today. And thankfully, we have people like our special guest today who have given us guidelines as to how we can go about doing just that. And so that's why we're so thrilled to have this great man of God with us today. He's not only come to talk about his new book entitled On the Christian Duty of Civil Disobedience, which actually was released last fall and covers the topic of civil disobedience and its importance to the Christian community. But he also has come to talk about his brand new TV show that is going to allow you to have some constructive Christianity in your life. Hmm, what does that mean? We'll, we'll talk about it. But by way of background, our guest today, y'all, is president and CEO of Demos Brand and Demos Family Kitchens. He owns six restaurants locations across Middle Tennessee and 14 different restaurant entities, including two PDK Southern Kitchens and pantry restaurants. In other words, if you're in Tennessee, go eat at a spot, okay? He got some good food for you, all right? Now, he's in the hospitality industry, returned to it after he earned his law degree. And he's a highly requested speaker on leadership topics, leading with courage, leading with purpose. This man is a great business thinker, and he applies that knowledge of business 
with the same pursuit that he applies trying to find knowledge of who God is. And he brings his biblical perspective and insight gained from his own struggles to help guide other people to the truth of the message of the cross in this broken world. And he and his wife, Kristen, work closely together in both business and ministry to jointly teach their two children to also serve God with their lives. Deeper in the word, my friends, please give a warm welcome to my good friend of the show, my brother, Mr. Peter Demos. Hello, sir. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you doing today? I am splendiferous. How does that sound for you? Well, you know what? I'll have to look that one up, but it sounds good. <laughs> good enough for today. So, my friend, tell our, our viewer, our listeners out there um, about yourself. Give them your background. Um, as they like to say in the neighborhood, where you from? <laughs> and <laughs> what's, your, you know, what's your background like? You know, yeah, okay, yeah. So I grew up in um, I grew up in Middle Tennessee, um, and um, you know, grew up in a in a in a Christian home, but I wasn't a Christian. Um, you know, I was kind of one of those that you went to church because your parents made you go to church, um, and you know, so you know, once I got out of the, underneath the home, I. I kind of stopped going to church. I kept attempting to from time to time. I actually got thrown out of a couple of places, um, uh, thrown out of a Sunday school, a Christian student center and, uh, and a church. Uh-oh. Uh, because, yeah. He's a bad boy. Well, you know, it was, it was really because I asked too many questions. Really? And I think, you know, that's, that was a big part of it. And, 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 and looking back, you know, especially with my youth and everything, I would assume that it was because I was probably came across a lot more aggressive than what I meant to be. Uh. Um, and, but, but at the same time, you know, it, there was a genuineness behind it. Um, but you know, you, I would frustrate people because either they couldn't answer the questions or couldn't answer them to my satisfaction. And, and so you know, became a lawyer, as, as you said, and, and then decided to get back into the family business of the restaurants and um, been operating them since 2001. And um, and then um, about in 2014, oh, tw I'm sorry, 2013, um, it is, uh, uh, I gave my life to Christ. It was almost 10 years ago now. I'm about to celebrate my 10 year, 10 year birthday here really soon. And um, but yeah, I gave my life to Christ, and when I did, you know, I told him, I said, you know, I, I give everything over to you, and of course that means you, know, you got to give your family over to him. That means you got to give your business over. That means mm -hmm. everything, and everything means everything. And then it was a a learning how to do that from that point forward, and that's you know, and that's what I've been been trying to learn and, and grow with ever since. Well, amen to that, brother. I, I wanted to ask you. Um... And I already know the answer, but for our audience to say, y'all going to love this. Being in the restaurant business, there are certain businesses where you probably didn't see some crazy things. And the restaurant business is one of them. What's some of the, tell our audience some of the craziest things that you've ever seen in that business. You know, whenever you deal with the, whenever you deal with other people, you're obviously getting a whole range of, of people from you know, normal and just kind of vanilla all the way to, to the crazy. Um, I, you know, shortly after I took over the business, um, we had opened up a restaurant and we had a, we had a, um, a customer come in that had a monkey on their shoulder. And um, you were like, I'm sorry, you can't go with a monkey. And they were like, No, no, it's a helper monkey. You know, it's it's there. It's a helper monkey. And the monkey trying to jump off onto other people. They're like grabbing the grabbing its leg and throwing it back on their shoulder, its tail. And then they they handed me a, a piece of paper to to for the certification of it. And it was literally a a piece of legal page uh, off of a legal pad that was ripped. <coughs> Um, across it was handwritten and I'm like no that doesn't suffice they, they, they threatened to sue me um, for discriminating against the monkey um, I'm, I'm still waiting for that lawsuit I don't know when the statute of limitations runs on that but um, but yeah I mean that we, we, we have that you know we've had um, you know I've had uh, you know we, you, 
just we just you get all kinds um you know just recently you know just i would say within the last month i've had to deal twice with you know transgendered employees um who are attempting to use certain bathrooms or insist mm. to use certain pronouns and mm. and it puts a that, you know that puts a little um you know you, you really have to be very strong in your faith in order to know exactly yeah. where you're supposed to stand in this yeah. and um and and run a business you know, at the same time. And so, you know, so again, you just never know. And that's the thing about the restaurant industry is, is, uh, you know, once you think you've seen it all, um, yeah, they, they just come and, and slap you in the face and you don't see it all. <laughs> yeah. That is really interesting. Wow. Um, now a lot of people would look at this background and they'd be like, wait a minute. I thought this show was about the Bible. We talking about restaurant stuff. Um, what sparked your interest in ministry? So again, as I, as I said earlier, I, you know, I, I had I, I came to Christ late in life. You know, I was I was forty one or almost yeah forty one years old, uh, and almost forty two. And um, when when um, uh, my, my wife and and my first book is it talks about it. it's called Afraid to Trust and um, and but. What happened? What happened to me there was my wife and I ended up um, going to see a uh, evangelist named Angus Buchan. He's a South African evangelist, um, and he was came to our church, and it, it was a series of things that got me there. Like I rejected it multiple times. Uh, my wife and I got in a couple fights that morning. Um, I mean, it was really, really God's sense of humor. It was was amazing on on how all this happened. And uh, he did an altar call, and I went up. But unlike most people, I actually was upset about going up. Like, I, I went up, but I didn't understand why. Right. You know, I was a person that always had to be in control. I had to be that, that you know, I had to, to, to you know, control every aspect of my life and control all this other stuff. Well, the Holy Spirit moved me to such a level to make me do something. So it wasn't like the Holy Spirit forced me into something, but it was so compelling that I had no choice. Mm -hmm. And so... For the next, you know, for the next, you know, then, then I end up um, in, a, in, in front of Angus uh, the following day, and he asked the question. He said, "If you if you're willing to die for your country, why are you afraid to speak out for God?" Wow. And 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 it was like somebody punched me in the face. No one ever accused me of being afraid before. And um, so the next three days, I I, I had a, a meeting in Memphis, and I was at the hotel um, in Memphis. And I said, you know, I'm going to, I would just struggle with it. I was like, okay, well, you know, what's going on? Am I being conned? Am I being, you know, is this, is this real? Then what's it like to be a Christian? What boxes do I need to check off? You know, like, okay, can I do this? You know, I even, you know, looked up, you know, can I, you know, can I, can I, can I still cuss of a Christian? You know, all this stuff, trying to figure out what I, what I can and cannot do. And, and, um, and finally I just broke down and said, God, you win. I turned everything over to you. And and when that happened, all the fears and securities left me. I mean, it was it was it was unreal the, the, the feeling that I had. And at that point in time is when is when I said that's what's gonna happen. And then the following week, I'm like, okay, well, I know I need to kinda have a ministry and a mission and you know, what am I gonna do? And I and I heard another guy at our church and who said you know, the, 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 the children of England don't know the, the stories or the events of the Bible, um, and it's happening in the U.S., and I thought, well, that's kind of weird. I don't believe that, because, yeah. again, I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in a Christian school, so I just assumed everybody kind of knew the same thing, so I started asking that question. I'm like, you know, you know, hey, you know, they make a mistake, and I'd be like, do you know the story of Abraham? I mean, he made some mistakes, and two out of 12 people knew Abraham, and then I asked about Moses, and they're like, three out of 12 knew that right. one. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, these are Hollywood, these are Hollywood movies, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's not like I asked about Hezekiah, you know, right, right, you know, I, I, <laughs> you know, do you, you know I, and, and so as a result, I kind of, you know, it, that's when I realized a mission field is right around me. And then as I progressed in this and have kind of, kind of learned, I, I realized, and it's kind of grown from there to realize that. That there are so many people who think they're Christians and who are not, and we're seeing Lord, have mercy. really 
large in this industry as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. And that, that's a good point too. What's it like being a Christian business owner? I know it offers you a lot of opportunities to evangelize that might not otherwise present themselves because most people, they're not going to go up to the average person in the supermarket and be like, hey, can I tell you the good news about Christ? People used to do that, but people today don't really do that. And so I know that as a restaurateur and as an owner, you have a greater opportunity to evangelize than other people may not. And my understanding is that you often do take advantage of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Jesus tells us to go and tell. You know, I think one of the problems with churches is they say, come and see, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and so, so we have an opportunity because we, we, we impact people's lives. And, and, and early on, I was a lot more forceful and a lot more aggressive with it because I was on fire and didn't understand why no one else could see. And I remember talking to my pastor and I would, and he, he finally just said, Peter, every time you say, can't you see, realize they can't. And so I, 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 as a result of that, you know, so you know, we, we do things like, you know, we have, we have a bike ministry, for example, where yes. people that, that walk to work, you know, we, we buy a bunch of bikes and, um, uh, from a, from a local bike dealer, they put it together, they put them together for me. And then, and then we give the bikes away. Um, but instead of me being nice and good, like I won't go to it, but we have chaplains and our chaplains will go and bless the bike and pray over it and explain to them that, that the, this is because Jesus has asked us to do so. Not because Peter's a nice guy, but because of Jesus, um, yes, this is, you know, us being obedient, uh, to him. Amen. And then there's just other things. So a, a good example, we, we had, a, we have an employee, um, has been with us for 21 years. She has, we've, we've actually fired her twice. Wow. Um, and she called me yesterday. She went through, she had some bit massive drug addiction problems, um, uh, alcohol problems. Well, um, yesterday, uh, she called me and, you know, she was in tears because she got to work an event with police officers where she had to have a security clearance. And she's like, I never thought I'd have a security clearance and never thought I'd ever be around police in a positive way. And she's like, and they're looking at me and treating me like this, you know, like I'm like, I'm so good just giving them bread. And she's, and she's like, you know, this has just been so amazing. And, and I'm just so thankful, you know, the opportunities. And, and we got to talk about Jesus some. And so there's these little opportunities that pop up um, everywhere. And, um, you know, and, you know, but it's not all like, oh, sunshine and rainbows. Everything is really great because frankly, whenever you are bold, you're going to have pushback. If you're, if you're not a threat to Satan, you know, then, then, then he's going to leave you alone. That's it. And so, so, so as a result of that, you know, we've also had, you know, I've, I've, you know, been, been attacked in the paper and social media and, you know, and I mean, there's, there's a lot of that type of stuff. I have people that tell me how I can't fire people because you're a Christian and, you know, and, and even then I'm like, well, I'm glad you gave me an opportunity to share the gospel with you, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so, so there, there's, there's definitely some, some benefits to it. There's some, um, uh, there, there's some negatives that come along with it, but you know, when you read the Bible, um, you know, it's not like the apostles when they said, Hey, we're going to follow Jesus. They ended up, you know, living their life and prosperity and wealth and everyone loved them. And you know, they had all these social media followers and yeah. no, they, they all died terribly except That's for John cost. who still didn't That's live right. the greatest of life in his end of years. That's right. That's <laughs> right. There's always a cost, my friend. So now, now when we come back, we're going to delve more into the nature of, of this incredible book that Mr. Demas has written, including discussions related to um, some of the content as regards Christians and civil disobedience. And we're going to talk about his brand new TV show that you can watch and follow and how you out there can learn more about it so that the principles of that show can become an active part of your life. Y'all like, what? What are you talking about? Well, we'll get into all of that after we come back from the break, y'all. Hey friends, check out the best faith-based radio station in the world. 
BMC Radio, where we're reaching the unreachable. BMC Radio promotes a wide variety of gospel, dance mix, and old school music to go along with a healthy mix of faith-based messages and talk shows geared towards strengthening your daily walk with Christ. We are committed to providing our growing global audience with well-rounded programming that promotes the gospel while also invoking fresh new approaches to what 21st century evangelism is truly about. Just go to www.bmcradio.org.uk to listen live every day, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And you can have your own show and advertise your business on BMC Radio for absolutely free, free, free. And as I always like to say, who doesn't love something that costs free 99 Again, simply go to www.bmcradio.org.uk and click on the menu for more information, including access to our 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week television channel known as BFTV and our 24-hour-a-day, 7-days-a-week music video channel known as BMC Radio Music Television. We invite you to join us every day at BMC Radio where we're reaching the unreachable. Move over MTV because BMC Radio Music Television is here. BMC Radio Music TV is our new 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week video music channel available on the Stream Television Network, which is a 100% online international streaming television network. BMC Radio Music TV plays videos from artists from just about every area of music. From gospel and jazz to contemporary pop and beyond. The channel also broadcasts full-length concert films, artist interviews, and much, much more. You can access BMC Radio Music TV the same way you access our streaming TV channel, BFTV, by going to the BMC Radio website at www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV. Again, www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV, and you will see both channels available for your viewing pleasure. And if you're an artist or musician who wants to feature your music to an international audience, BMC Radio Music TV will put you on the channel for absolutely free. Log on today and learn more about how you can be featured on the best video music channel around. Again, that's www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV to access BMC Radio Music TV today. Hey, hey, welcome back to Deeper in the Word, my friends, deeper and deeper. As a reminder... You can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Overcast on Apple Podcasts in the iTunes Store, on iHeartRadio, on Amazon Music, and on BMC Radio and BMC Radio On Demand. Also, don't forget to email us at info at benevolentfaithministries.org to send us your questions and your comments for the show. How in the world are we supposed to know what y'all want to talk about if y'all don't tell us what y'all want to talk about? Get at us. And remember, we also want you to join us every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific time for our online church services. Just go to benevolentfaithministries.online.church and create a screen nickname so you can chat along with us during the service. Also, shout out to everybody that listens to BMC Radio and watches BFTV and tunes in to BMC uh, Music Television. We greatly appreciate y'all. Just go to bmcradio.org.uk.bftv to access all three of those entities I just named. BMC Radio, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week International radio station. BFTV, our streaming television network on the stream television network. <laughs> it's a streaming television network on the stream television network. And stream is spelled S-T-R-I-M-M, but it's pronounced stream. That's BFTV. And then there's BMC Music Television. BMC Radio Music Television. That's our version of MTV. 
We show Christian concerts and films and videos and interviews, and you'll love it. And just go check it out. Like I said, bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV to access all three of those entities. Thank you to everybody all around the world that tunes in. We got some new programming coming up and another movie marathon coming up. Y'all stay tuned for those announcements. Amen. But today, today's show is entitled To Comply or Not to Comply. And we're discussing the topic of civil disobedience with our good friend of the show, Mr. Peter Demas, author of the book entitled On the Duty of Christian Civil Disobedience. And also the host of his own TV show, Constructive Christianity, which airs on the aforementioned BFTV. And in our last segment, y'all, we got into Mr. Demos's background and history and his motivations for getting into ministry. And we also learned that you can't have a helper monkey with instructions on a piece of legal pad paper. Okay? So, next, we want to delve into the actual theme of this episode, my friends, as it relates to civil disobedience. Because y'all know we're all about the Bible on the show, right? And so we always want to, like we say in the opening, relate things back to the Bible so that you can apply it to your own life and find um, usefulness in it. And so we want to talk about civil disobedience and the Bible. How do those two things correlate? Because Mr. P., most people would not understand or not even know that the Bible has many precedents for civil disobedience. There are a lot of examples of this actually happening in the Bible. Um, can you speak to a couple of those for our friends? Um, start with um, Peter in the Sanhedrin. Um, yeah, so there's 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 several, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yeah, start and, wherever you want, my friend. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, and um, so there was well, I, actually, yeah, I, I I actually am going to kind of kind of change the order a little bit on it because in the Old Testament, going even all the way back to to Egypt, there was a the, the midwives. Um, yeah, there were there were there were. Midwives named Sherpa and Pua. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but they were the ones that were instructed to to kill the Hebrew babies um, from Pharaoh and would ignore the order. Mm -hmm. They would, and they would always say, "Oh, well, it came out too fast. You know, we couldn't mm -hmm. get there in time. It was already born." And and so there was there was little that they could, you know, that, that the government could do, but they ignored basically a governmental order. I mean, so it's been going on for, for many, many years, and you can see evidence of it all throughout. But my favorite is the one that you just referenced, which is Peter. You know, when, you know, Peter and it says the other and the other apostles in, in Acts chapter five, you know, J Jesus comes back, you know, he gets resurrected and, you know, and then they're they're preaching, they're, they're preaching the gospel, they're preaching and they're, they're preaching at the temple. And people get angry, and they get thrown in. They get thrown in jail, and um, and then later they have to appear before the Sanhedrin. And when they go before the Sanhedrin, they they you know, they, they were accused, saying, "Hey, okay, fine, you you can. We're going to let you go, mm -hmm. but but you cannot talk about this Jesus guy anymore." Yep. And and Peter looked at him and said, "You know, well, we have to obey God over man." Mm -hmm. And that's in Acts chapter five, verse twenty-nine, and and I'm paraphrasing, of course, um, but but you know at, at the same time, you know, and that's kind of the, the the basis of civil disobedience that you see. Obeying God is, is our first and primary primary area, and you have to know the consequences. When Peter said that, you know, you got to think about him, and he's speaking on behalf of the other apostles. You know, everybody everybody there could have died. Yeah. You know, they could have they could have been stoned to death like Stephen was and, you know, a few chapters later in Acts, you know, they could have, um, you know, they, they could have been beaten even more than what they were beaten already. You know, they, they were beaten to begin with or later on after that. But at the same time, you know, they, they knew that they could not follow the, the, the government.
government authority, which at that time was the Sanhedrin for, in, in the, for the Jewish state, um, because they had to follow God. And since for two reasons, well, Jesus is God. And, you know, and so when he says, again, you have to go and tell, you know, they, that's what they had to do. And that's what they had to follow. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. You bring up this idea of the boldness that they um, exhibited while standing before this high Jewish council. And um, that kind of leads us a bit into the theme of your book. You know, we're talking about, you know, you gave that Old Testament example as well as the New Testament example of, of Peter. This idea of just civil disobedience, as we defined it earlier, defiance, standing up against authority. Um, tell us about this book that you've written and how it all came about. And the tone and the nature of it, how would you describe it particularly as we talk about being believers and we always have to have boldness when we evangelize and witness. Similarly, this book discusses an innate boldness that we have to possess if we're going to protest. So talk a bit about that. Yeah, you know, there, there's, there's, so I wrote the book. It was actually, I started... I wasn't planning on writing that particular book. I actually wanted to write another book on, on, um, you know, just, just basic faith in general. And I was kind of struggling with it. Nothing seemed to come up with it. And then, you know, 2020 happened, COVID happened. And I watched, you know, in, in the in U S and Canada, which is, you know, has, you know, a lot of religious freedoms, especially compared to many other parts of the world. You know, they, they were shutting down churches. They were fighting pastors. They were um, locking pastors up. I was watching. We were watching churches that that one church changed its classification to to call themselves a strip club, so they could still have church because strip clubs were okay, but churches mm -hmm. were not. Mercy. And you know, and so I was watching this unfold, and and being a lawyer and loving um, the Constitution and the and the First Amendment in particular. I was like, this is unreal. Like, I've never seen anything like this in the speed at which it came. And I was like, okay, this is this is something we need to know exactly what to do. Like, yeah. what is our role and responsibility in it? And, um, and, and then along the same lines, I was also trying to understand, like, you know, what is our duty to report crime? And, and, and it all kind of fell down to this idea of what is our duty of civil disobedience? Do we have that duty or should we comply with everything? And so I started researching it and reading, and and um, and and it just—I mean—the outline and the book came out really quickly. Um, and uh, but but that was kind of the idea of not only when do we engage in civil disobedience, but also to recognize there's consequences to civil disobedience, but also when not to engage in you know in civil disobedience. And we have to kind of understand that it's not like in all areas we have to to disagree. You know, I disagree with this, so I'm going to just say no. As a Christian, we still have an obligation as a citizen. You know, um, but at some point in time, there, there could be a conflict and we need to know, we need to understand when we engage, when we say no to something. But we also have to understand that there's a consequence to us saying no. We don't get to just say, well, I always want to and, and I get to yeah. do whatever I want to. And I think that's another piece of it. I think it's a key component to that book as well. Very interesting. Very interesting. Now, there's a particular chapter in this book. Chapter three, to be exact. It's called Disobedience is Not the Answer in All Things. And somebody would be thumbing through your content, your, you know, table of contents, and they heard this interview and they're like, wait a minute, hold up. That title doesn't match up to what he said this book is about. It flies in the face, seemingly, of the very nature of the book. Can you explain to our readers, and we don't want to give away too much, because listen, we want y'all to go out there and buy the book, because it's definitely worth it, and we'll give y'all all that information soon. But Mr. P, please briefly explain what the message of chapter three is, and what it's trying to convey when you say disobedience is not the answer in all things. Yeah, you know, there... There's a lot of injustice in this world, and we know there's a lot of injustice in this world. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're putting your hope in the world, then you're going to feel hopeless. And, um, you know, and 
we can feel anger um, at, at what we see around us, and 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 especially now, you know, you see you see violence, you know, um, on the streets, or you know, when you see um, uh, you know, racial injustice, or you see um, um, you, know, you, you see the government, you know, taking our taxes and spending it in ways that we would never approve of. You know, and, and it's very easy to be angry about it. And but we've seen negative implications of that. I, I get two two examples that occurred kind of 2020 and 2021 around that time period. You know, there was there was a lot of the um, uh, because of George, the George Floyd and many others right. that, that there was a lot of people that reacted out of anger. And some so there were some peaceful protests out there and there were some protests that turned into violence and burned places down and, you know, had that. And then in, in right at the beginning of 21, you know, um, on the on the other side of the political spectrum, you had people who were angry at the, you know, at the, the election um, and what was happening there. And again, most of it was peaceful, but you had some that were not. And and, you know, and, and when you're looking at the, the when people are angry and they react in such a way, that's not that's not biblically prescribed, you know, that you just get to just do whatever you want to do. The example I like to give with the Bible is, you know, Jesus, you know, and when Peter cuts off the ear, um, when he was about to be arrested, Jesus mm -hmm. was about to be arrested, Jesus says, you know, you don't need to do that. I can bring forth all my angels to come. But Jesus knew that being disobedient was not the right answer at that right, point in time. Right. You know, I mean, Jesus knew, Jesus knew that. And so as a result, you know, and, and yes, arresting Jesus is a bad thing, you know, but it was a necessary thing. And it was something that God had prescribed. And if, and if, you know, so I think, so we can be angry, we can feel lost, we can feel confused, but that's not always the case. And the other example, you know, with the Oklahoma City bombing, you know, many, they were, you know, patriots that said, you know, I don't have to pay taxes. I'm a separate, you know, separate country. And mm -hmm. there's like the Freeman and all the others that were that were out there, little little militia men out there, you know. And but when the taxes that were being paid to the Rome, you know, they asked the question, you know, you know, should you pay taxes to Caesar? And Jesus answered and said, you know, render under Caesar what is Caesar, what to God, God what is God's. God. Right. You know, and you got to realize that Caesar was a despicable human being. Mm -hmm. He, I mean, he, I mean, he molested infants, yeah. not, not just, not just, not just the normal engage of pedophilia. He molested infants. He would throw people off the island of Capri, you know, because, you know, they, they got too old for him. I mean, yeah. he was a terrible, terrible man, but Jesus didn't say, don't pay taxes to this person because he's terrible. Right. Jesus said, we have to do it because there was no biblical mandate on it. And then Paul even mentions that later, by the way, when they, they Paul even addresses that and said, oh yeah, by the way, pay your taxes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah. While we're at it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think, you know, so that's why it's not always an answer in all things. And I, and I think, and I, and I put together kind of a three part test, which is when, when you are, should be engaged in disobedience. And, and the first one is really easy. It's if the government's asking you to commit evil, you know, um, if they're trying to force you to, um, you know, they're, they're, they're forcing you to round up the, the Jews like they did in the Holocaust, you know, mm -hmm. um, then, or the second one is, is that they're asking you to do something that's against God's word. If they're trying to keep you from sharing the gospel is a good example there. And then the third one is a little bit more difficult to explain. And that is when the Holy Spirit tells you, you need to do something. You know, that one is not as easy because you're hearing the Holy Spirit says you need to get involved with it. And I think the best examples of that are as Joan of Arc and Harriet Tubman. Mm, yeah. Now, that's a great segue because in Chapter 5, you discuss when a governing law violates God's law. And you really cover some interesting topics in this chapter, including... And again, I don't want to give too much away, but I want to kind of pique y'all interest, get your mouths salivating for this. He talks about how Daniel's time in the lion's den represents how we should comport ourselves during times of persecution under governing laws that violate God's laws. 
as well as how Jesus' interactions with the Pharisees provides us with some great models for behavior and how we should conduct ourselves with respect to speaking out against governing bodies or those with authority over us. But this topic, and he just hinted at it, that, that was so fascinating in chapter 5, related to his allusion to the work of Harriet Tubman and how she was guided by her faith, yet she still vehemently fought against the unbiblical, unjust governing rule that was human chattel slavery. Now, for modern believers, our faith in his practices may not be illegal per se, but they are considered prohibitive in the court of public opinion. And the public opinion is taking on an increasingly more pluralistic approach. Okay. And, and for, That's a good way to say that. You know what I'm saying? So how can believers today take cues from Ms. Harriet Tubman's example of being fearless against what the rest of this dark fallen world considers acceptable as we work to evangelize against a cultural backdrop that grows increasingly more hostile towards our faith by the day because it was growing more hostile against her and against black people by the day because there was a movement to eliminate slavery and it was too profitable for some people to get rid of it. So that made her even more fearless to go against what was considered acceptable. How can we learn from her example, dog? Well, you know, the, the, the thing with her too is, is, you know, remember she was also a slave, you know, so, so not only did she know she was wanted on her own before she even, you know, before she led people to the underground railroad yep. and, yep. um, which was, she was already wanted as an escaped slave. She knew what it was like. She knew the consequences of, of, of if she got caught mm -hmm. and yet she continued uh, she continued to make that that trek from the north into the south and lead people you know lead people and i mean and people knew who she was at that point in time they you know they they started figuring it out that who was who was doing it in the and the and you know which meant you know she was increasing her risk with every trip not only the odds of getting caught because you can get away with something once or twice but eventually you you'll get caught you know if the, the more you do something the odds mm -hmm. start to shrink on, on your on your success but the whole purpose of it was is that she had a vision from god that she was to lead the people out and yeah. you know and 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 you realize when when god sends you on a mission like that he doesn't necessarily take away the fear he doesn't right. take away the risk right, right. but he says you know but he says i'm going to be with you and you know and, and you are you know and you're to do that and and she was known for even like changing routes because mm -hmm. she she had a vision where, where god told her to now now what, what's what's great about it is even the the last movie that hollywood made on on harriet tubman they spent time actually talking about it which i thought was really unusual because yeah. a lot of times people just kind of dis, dis, discount that part of it um and and then i watched these atheists who were saying oh well you know she had a you know she had some type of brain tumor or, or something like that. They, you know, and that's what the vision really was. And yeah, you know, some but, type of discredition. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, but yeah, because you know, when when you know when 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 you're engaging in hallucination, that that helps increase your risk, and your hallucination Certainly. tells you which way to turn. Certainly. You know, um, <laughs> you know, people are just so ridiculous. They really in are. The stretch they will do. Yeah, yeah. But but. But it's, she, she's so amazing to me, um, you know, because she, she again, she risked, she risked not only her life, but also the lives of those that, that she was leading out. You yeah. know, there were many that, that did not want to leave. Yeah. You know, there true. were many that, that may have wanted to leave, but were too scared themselves. Yeah. And so she had to get in there and get people out and, and kind of set this up through this underground railroad. And, uh, but again, it, it started with a vision of God and that's where, you know, God says to do something. She had to disobey the law uh, and the law was to allow slavery and she had to, um, and she had to risk being punished for it as well. That's it. That's it. Biblical and historical precedents, my friend, in ways that y'all probably never would have thought about. That's what we love about our guests. Now, coming up on our last segment, 
We're going to conclude our discussion with my friend, Mr. Peter Demas, and place a particular focus on his brand new TV show that's airing on BFTV. What's that all about? And how can you out there tune in to watch it? Well, stay tuned through the break and find out, because when we come back on the other side, we're going to get into all of that, so stick around, y'all. The future of Christian television is now. The Global Church Body Media Group invites you to check out our 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week television channel, known as Benevolent Faith Television, or BFTV. BFTV is our very own streaming television channel on the Stream Television Network, which is a 100% online international television network. BFTV broadcasts a variety of both faith-based and some regular programming, including original short films, TV shows, music videos, talk shows, and much, much more. Plus, you can have your own show on BFTV for absolutely free. That's right, you heard me. You can broadcast your own television show on BFTV for absolutely no cost to you. We even offer in-house editing and production services. And unlike other large streaming platforms, BFTV can be seen outside the Western Hemisphere to reach people groups throughout Europe, Asia, Africa, and beyond. Not only that, but BFTV allows every listener to choose the language they want to watch TV in. Just press the languages button on the TV menu and it will give you several different options. So check out BFTV today. You can access it from the same website where you can listen to BMC Radio, our international online radio station. Simply go to www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV. Again, www.bmcradio.org.uk backslash BFTV and start watching some great faith-based programming right now. BFTV, where the future of Christian television is now. Hey y'all, this is Rev Rob and I am excited to announce our brand new relationship with the mobile app known as Wisdom App, where you have, quote, conversations that matter. Y'all like Wisdom App, what's that? Well, Wisdom App is a new mobile app that gives you access to expert help when you need it most. When you download the app, it allows you to listen in real time and ask questions to experts in almost every area of life, from business and finance to fitness and fashion, from sports-based conversations to faith-based dialogue. So check out Benevolent Faith's new chat platform on Wisdom App called Speak On It, the Believer's Q&A, where we welcome you to ask questions directly about things related to the Bible and faith in Christ. We'll drop the topic and you come and speak about it. Download the Wisdom app in the Apple and Android stores today and search for at Rev Rob at lowercase R-E-V-R-O-B and become part of our growing world community in Christ where everyone is invited to speak on it. Amen. Hope to see you there. Hey, welcome back to Deeper in the Word. Y'all listen. Please go download that Wisdom app that's available on Apple and Android stores everywhere. You know, Wisdom app is a mobile app that gives you access to expert help when you need it most, whether it's in the area of finance or sports or relationships and romance or health or cooking, whatever it is, Wisdom app's got an expert for you. So check out Benevolent Faith's new platform on the Wisdom app called Speak On It, the Believer's Q&A where we welcome you to ask questions directly about things related to the Bible and faith in Christ. As we like to say, we'll drop the topic and you come and speak about it. When you download the Wisdom app, just search for at Rev Rob and you'll find us and become part of our growing world community in Christ where everyone is invited to speak on it. Amen? But today, y'all, today's show is entitled To Comply or Not. 
to comply? That is the question. And we've been discussing the answer to it and the topic of civil disobedience with our good friend of the show, Mr. Peter Demis, the author of the book entitled On the Duty of Christian Civil Disobedience and the host of the TV show Constructive Christianity, which airs only on BFTV. And that's where we want to make the focus of our last segment here today, friends. Let's delve, Mr. P, into this brand new TV show you got going on. Tell us all about it. What's the concept behind it? How'd you come up with it? Um, what can viewers expect from it? Will you have any special guests? And then how can they watch it? All that good stuff like that there. Okay, so... Um... Boy, where do I start? So the, 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 the idea, the concept behind it was, was, you know, after, you know, after you and I talked and you were telling me about Benevolent Play TV and I went and kind of researched it on my own and kind of, and, um, you know, and you're, and you're learning that I'm not a person that just jumps in that I have to ask about 3000 questions before, <laughs> I'll, before I'll take my first step. Absolutely. And so, <laughs> and, um, and so, um, the, the problem is with me, once I take my first step, I just keep, I just keep running hard and fast until somebody knocks me down, but it just takes me a while to get started. And, um, but then I was like, okay, there's a whole lot like that I want to talk about. I, mean, I even, I went to dinner with my wife and I said, you know, I have this opportunity and I'm like, I'm, I don't know, you know, I, you know, I, I, I want to do this, but I, you know, I keep struggling with these, these burdens that are happening with me everywhere around. And I'm like, there was like no one big topic. Like, you know, that I, I have a burden with, with, you know, people that have drug addictions or I had a burden that people were, that were sex trafficking. And I'm like, there's all this stuff that I want to talk about and that people are just unaware of. And one of the things that I find when I speak on boldness is a lot of people would be bold if they were aware of the issues, but then they also don't know what their role is as a Christian because mm. many Christians um, are so are so um, weak in their faith or immature in their faith, I should say, um, that they, they follow too many uh, ideas. I call it a meme theology, which is they look at a meme that's out there and it has something really nice and warm and fuzzy. And then they're like, oh, that's what we're going to, I'm going to believe that. I'm going to look at that one verse and they ignore the verses around it. Right. Great example. First Peter, or first Peter five, seven, second Peter five, seven. I can't remember which one it is, but it's five, five, seven. You know, Peter says, cast all your anxieties on Jesus. And that's easy to say, but it's like, okay, well how, because everyone ignores five, six, which says you've got to humble yourself before the Lord. That's right. You know? And then so, so that humility and, and is the, the first step to be able to cast your anxieties on. But people don't want to talk about that part. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, the practical piece of it. And so I thought, you know, I want, I want to have the understanding because Christianity is full of power. Christianity is full of, of, of strength. And there's wisdom, so much wisdom in there. And that many people just don't know and don't understand it, you know, and they, they look at it from strictly from a theological doc, doctrinal point of view. I don't even know if that's really a word. <laughs> and, and so I, as a result of that, I was like, I want something that's constructive. I want something that helps build people, you know, in their faith and that they can use it, whether or not it's, you know, giving them information on, you know, how to kind of defend their faith whether it's not, whether it is, you know, how to, you know, if you're scared, you know, like, like, you know, and you're, you're fearful, or you're depressed or, or something of that nature, you know, and, and, but again, kind of talking about some of the world events that are around us, but also talking about ways to, um, to be able to use Christianity as a constructive means um, uh, in order to, in order to defend it, you know, I get attacked a lot, you know, I'll, I, I, I got to, episode that I just that I just uh, recorded I haven't edited yet but but talking about some of the attacks I got on Twitter and you know and, and and how I responded and how we should respond as Christians to this idea because that's how the world sees us the other thought of it is there's so much of this thought process of deconstruction deconstructing your faith yeah. you know, and, and yeah. everyone wants to do that and I'm like okay no I'm not that I'm the exact opposite of that. Right. You know, I, we don't deconstruct our faith. We might, we might 
challenge our faith. We might look at our faith differently. We might try to research it and find out more about it. But we're not there to deconstruct it. That's right. Because one, we can't. That's right. You know, God, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can't like take parts of Him out because He's the same. Exactly. And and so it was another kind of a play on words on that piece of it as well. And so that's what I thought. Uh, let's see your second question. Having guests. Uh, yes, I plan on having guests um, from time to time. I have a, a list of people that I that I want to reach out to, but I'm I'm right now just trying to trying to get my feet wet and a little bit and, and, and working through it. But I've already talked with one person who has agreed to be a guest. He is a um, uh, he he was a gang member, uh, co- cocaine addict who got saved in jail, and now he um, he shares the gospel. Um, especially in prison ministry and many others and jesus has changed his life completely wow. and and it and it's more um it's and again we're going to talk about not just this great testimony you know we we, we hear so much of that and I, and I love a great testimony story but 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 of how he's had to apply it in different parts of his life once he got saved what did that actually look like what does that mean what was his steps that he took in order to get stronger with christ yeah. and and so, so he'll be my first guest. His name is Sean Holmes, and, and he'll be my first guest. Um, and then uh, how to watch it. Um, we're, uh, again, you, as you talked about, we're on Benevolent, Benevolent Faith TV, which is, and I didn't even realize how you pronounced it, the stream. I was calling it Strim. Yep. Uh, so, so I've been telling everybody wrong, but my, 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 my phonetics might get people there. Um, and, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so, 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 so through that, um, as, as well as, you know, there, there'll be, there'll be episodes on, on YouTube once I figure out how to work YouTube and, um, from, from, from that perspective. And, uh, so there, there's the different ways of, of being able to, um, uh, to watch it from there. And when it airs, I, I think, you, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about kind of that power, uh, that, 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 that power, um, our, uh, that, that you were that you were talking about earlier. And, Absolutely. Um, so yeah, if you want to talk about that, I think you're probably uh, more equipped on that. So, so if you want to talk, no, about for that, sure. So we, um, know when it airs. Well, first and foremost, we are very very excited and honored to have Mr. Demas on BFTV. It shows an amazing show. It's very insightful. It's very informative, and we encourage y'all out there to tune in to watch it. Um, and you'll see the link to it in the description for this particular episode. Um, but his show airs every Saturday on BFTV at 1 p.m. Eastern. And essentially, it is the, uh, it, we don't really have a name for it, but it's like the power hour. Because his show airs directly after our show, Walk in the Word with Benevolent Faith Ministries. It comes on at noon Eastern every Saturday. His show comes on at 1 Eastern right after it. So we encourage y'all to check out Constructive Christianity. It is an amazing show, and uh, we are very excited to be a part of it. Uh, Mr. P, also tell people how can they get your book, where they can order it. And let's say someone just wanted you to come and speak at their function, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so both, both ways, you can uh, contact me through peterdemas.org, um, and it's .org, not .com, not .com but it's peterdemas.org, and there's tabs up there for, you know, uh, for speaking or how to buy my books, either one of them, um, and in those... Um, uh, you can go that way. Obviously, if you have the Amazon Ship Prime and you got an Amazon gift card, you could do it through Amazon as well. Um, but to, to purchase uh, the books, but but anyway, yeah, it's a. Um, uh, but but the, but but as far as the speaking goes, um, absolutely, there's that. I got a um, a speaking event in Kansas City coming up in a in a few days um, uh, for Unconventional Business Network and. You know, mm. where we get to talk about kind of our faith in, in the workplace. And they have a whole big conference with some great speakers lined up. Um, 
and so um and then i'm speaking also another business and, and faith thing on may the second in cookville tennessee um at a, at a church event there so kind of excited about those next two coming up but we um but yeah any of those situations and um i'm always happy to share the gospel whenever i can to to whoever i can and and uh um in all different avenues and different ways good lord your schedule is full listen friends y'all better get out of while you can mr peter demons and we thank you sir for joining us today please come back any time amen I would love to be back, and I and I and I'm looking forward to to you and I working together and being back to back being back to back shows. I think you know that's just going to be that's going to be awesome, and I think it's going to be great for 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 anybody that tunes in for that for that time period. I concur, good sir. So y'all make sure y'all check it out that back to back two hours of power on BFTV every Saturday starting at noon with Walking the Word with Benevolent Faith Ministries and Constructive Christianity with Mr. Peter Demas. And listen. That's our show today. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget, you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, on Apple Podcasts, in the iTunes Store, on iHeartRadio, on Amazon Music, and on BMC Radio, and BMC Radio On Demand. Don't forget, also, find us on the web, benevolentfaithministries.org. Log on today and learn more about our giving partnerships and how you can beat the church without the need for any building. And don't forget to log on this and every Tuesday night at 7 Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific for our online church services. Just go to benevolentfaithministries.online.church, create a screen nickname, chat along with us, and we'll catch y'all there prayerfully. And God willing, we'll catch y'all here next time. Holla.